1: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So we're at the new Ram Studios. Welcome to our offices. Kind of excited here. Got a nice setup and uh, going to be talking 6 24-hour world championships. Sounds like a good thing. It's a fun event to put on. It's stressful. Stressful
2: event to put on, but really fun.
1: Favorite event of the year? Is it more fun than RAM? In a lot
2: of ways, uh, it's diff- It's very different than RAM. It's, it's far more action-packed um, because so much stuff is happening at one time. Um, it's a very stressful 48 hours for us. Um, all of our staff were kind of game on. We don't we don't get any like there in RAM there's delays and things and you know it's not you're not going all out all the time. This event it is 48 hours non-stop for us. But it's 6 12 24. How is it 48? 6 6 12 24 <laughs> for the
1: racers, for the staff, it's more like 48 48 48. <laughs> So how did this come about? How many people are you expecting? It's really been building throughout the years. So it's been re- really interesting. So I think this is year seven. Um,
2: slow start. But once we started, get, we moved the course up to Borrego Springs, which the city of Borrego Springs is amazing. They've been nothing but supportive. The, the facilities there, San Diego County. I mean, everybody's been behind the event, which has been really nice. Um, So in the past few years, our race fields have been growing by 30, 40 percent, like leaps and bounds, 40 racers a year. 30 to 40 percent. Yeah. So so we got big numbers in last year. We had one hundred and seventy four racers. Entities are a little bit different because there's two person teams and tandems. But um, this year we put a field cap on of 200. Um, And the reason being, it's not that we can't handle more than that. We're just not sure where the actual limit is. So we kind of want to grow into that a little bit more gracefully than saying, oh, well, we went from 175 to 250 and then have something screwy happen. So really the ultimate goal is to have the racers walk away with a good experience. And so we want to grow now at a palatable amount for everybody. So have you reached capacity this year or can people still sign up? People can still sign up, but we're sitting at 135 racers right now. So there's not tons of room there
1: so it's going to be a bad i'm going to walk around so we don't that that's okay there we go so uh tell us some of the superstars that are coming out this year so one
2: of the one of the great things about this event that that it's the same thing that excites me about Ram is we have people coming from all over the world. I think we have 10, 12 countries represented again already this year. Um, You know, we have some of the best in the world, you know, Marco Ballo's coming. Chris Hopkinson's coming. um, Julian Sanz Garcia. I mean, in some of the shorter races, Andrew Danley, also known more affectionately as metal. And I think he would probably prefer me to refer to him as that, but he's actually riding his bike from San Diego over to borrego springs racing the six hour and riding home and even though he says he's not going to have great legs after he rides over there you know he'll put on a great show um dana scriver who put up some ridiculous numbers in the six hour a few years ago is coming back is he doing the six again he's doing the six again i think andy jackson might be doing the 12 who put up some good numbers in the six last year i mean there's there's good racers out there. And obviously I'm not getting everybody. Shauna's going to be there, which she'll always put up a good show. Um, Julie Lyons from love, sweat and gears, a Ram vets coming out off of a knee surgery. Um, and she's going to race
1: the six. So it's, uh, it's cool from six to twenty four. It's all all good stuff. And I'm psyched you got a B four T nine coming out too, coached by Jill Gass. Yes, yes.
2: And so they actually have come out in some way, shape, or form every year, I think, or at least the last several years. And they're they're always great. I mean they we see them maybe not every year, but frequently at Ram, Raw, uh six twelve, twenty four. So they're they're a pretty strong group of um racers coming out of LA. So it's great to see that.
1: And then uh You've got, um, well, the 6, the 12, and the 24. What's the distribution of entrance? So the 24 is the biggest field by it is. far.
2: Yeah, it's it's considerably the largest. 12 is, oddly enough, the smallest, but 6 and 12 are close. They're pretty close splits. Huh. I would have thought 12 would have been higher. I would think so, too, because 12 is kind of in that wheelhouse. Like, if you're an Ironman triathlete and a, and a pretty decent one – you're going to be looking at about an you know, 8, 10, 12-hour race. So you think that would be right in your wheelhouse to come out and race in a 12-hour segment. But I think part of the 24 reaches you know, most of the people we communicate with are RAM folks. And so maybe that's part of it. I expect over time uh, those fields will even out. But who knows? Um, either way, I think great racing at all across
1: the board and um sorry i was that's okay to see if we were uh we did get some questions yesterday when we posted this so um one it was uh the first question that was posted is is the course flat tell us a little bit about the course
2: so so the course is basically it's two courses you have a long course at about 18 miles and a shorter course that we bring you down to in the last couple hours um that's about four and a half miles long uh the course is fairly flat it's not completely flat there is a little bit of climbing I think there's I want to say about 500 feet maybe across on the 18 the four and a half mile loops pancake flat the 18 mile loop has a little bit but what it allows you to do is work a little bit on a very gradual climb get a little bit of rest coming back downhill Um, I know straight flat courses are not always easy to ride so it is pretty flat um it can get windy. Um, we've actually pulled racers in early off the long course because it, it gets really windy out at the south end. Um, there's also it's great. San Diego County helps come out and uh, sweeps the course and does some minor road repair for us every year. No, they do. So you know they're desert roads. They are not buttery glass smooth, but they're not like riding on chip seal and Boulder either. So they're they're a pretty good, pretty good surface to ride on.
1: Now, you've made some changes this year with the field as far as recumbents are concerned, yep. and I uh, want to address that.
2: Yeah, so what we decided to do this year, and I know uh, some folks, mostly recumbents, aren't happy about it, but we split the podiums. So now we have, we used to have one podium uh, for first through third place, six, 12, 24 overall winners, no matter what their age categories were. We recognize every age category, every gender, you know, bike type, everything. So, but we decided you know, we really want to see the solo racers because they're they're out there doing some incredible stuff from 6, 12, or 24 hours. And what we did is we split the podium. So now we recognize a diamond frame or standard bike podium, first through third, and a recumbent podium, first through third, men, women, um, 6, 12, and 24. We did that because, you know, I know it's been an ongoing debate for many years. I don't really care. <laughs> um, and many people consider this, you know, I've been referred to it as it's a war. It's not a war. War's over in Afghanistan. War's not this. This is bike racing. It's fun. It's competitive. It should be. So we just looked at it as they're two different machines. They're just different. And you can argue all you want about them. They are not the same. It's no different. As you work in the ski industry know, why would a snowboarder race skis? They're both boards. You ride down a mountain you don't put NASCAR cars next to F1 cars. They're just different. You can debate all you want. That's fine. But ultimately the best way to do it, come out and race and just put numbers up. You know, you're not bike types. They are what they are. And you can debate it till the cows come home. But ultimately the numbers just don't play out. And if you look at what we've offered, first of all, the ultra world is one of the only places that I'm aware of that recumbents are even allowed to race in any way, shape, or form, bottom line. And we, we want to be that. We want to give them a platform to race. But the more that the more backlash we get, the less we want to like do that. And, it, and if you look just at the numbers, so if you go back to 2014, if you use the old system where it's one podium, recumbents would have zero racers standing on that podium. Actual numbers. Under the new system, they'd have three people standing on the podium. 2015, you would have zero under the old system. You would have had eight under the new system. Last year, you would have had two and under the old system. Last year, you would have had eight under the new system. Currently, as it sits today and who's registered, I can't predict who's going to show up and not show up or what happens. But knowing the racers that I know and looking at it right now, the old system, they would have zero people on the podium again. So that makes three out of four years they would have nobody representing their bikes, their sponsors, their people. And under the new system, they currently have five podium spots out of 18. The loudest voice they can ever do is put racers out there and stand on the podium spots. You can not show up, that's fine. You can boycott our race, that's fine. We're, You know, we do provide a fairly good media platform We do provide a pretty good voice. And if you don't want to show up, you're really hurting yourselves. You're hurting your sponsors. And if if you're not standing on even the podium spots we provide you, you're not doing yourself, your bikes, or your sponsors any justice whatsoever. That's your choice. I'm not going to tell you how to vote. I'm not going to tell you to vote for which president. I'm not going to tell you to ski or snowboard. I'm not going to tell you what bike to ride. I put on an event, you can show up and race or not, and until that happens, you know, there's not much to really be said about it, and I I know I'll get backlash. I'll get people. As I got one email, I'll rant at you some more. Rant all you want. I'm a race director. I get it all the time. You know, it, it happens, and it's part of my job. But until you're filling fo- podium spots and showing up and racing and and actually making your bikes seen and heard, it doesn't matter that much. And I want you there. I want you racing. I want everybody racing. If I didn't want you there. And I didn't want, if I wanted a diamond frame bike race only, it would be that, could easily be that, but I don't, well, you know, we're giving you that platform. We're giving you that opportunity to race. We give it to you at Ram. We give it to you at raw. We give it to you in the series. We give it to you at 24, your choice. You can show up or not show up. Um, But that's basically what it is. And I look at it as an opportunity. I guess I look at the bright side of it. You have the opportunity to stand in the spotlight in 18 places versus potentially zero. And that is how you get your sponsors. That's how you get yourself seen and heard. Put up big numbers. You can can you can jump on your blogs and your Facebooks and say, hey, we rode five more miles than this guy did on a diamond frame. Do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna make that comparison and I'm not gonna be a battleground for anything other than pure competition. And if you want and if if that comparison wants to go on amongst the group of people that do it, they're welcome to it. I'm not going to be part of it. So pretty simple.
1: I didn't come here to make that debate. (laughs) I did want to get that out there. I
2: I know, you know, and it, and it's a reality and it's something, you know, you've been around the sport for a long time. You know what race tandem.
1: I mean, it's not recumbent, but it's, you know, people don't want tandems going for the overall mileage and something like that because flat course, depending on the wind, it's faster. Yeah, yeah. And you get two like, you know,
2: for example, I know, go back to tandems or, or back to recumbents. Everybody talks about Jason Perez. The guy is an outstanding athlete, no doubt. I mean, that guy is as talented as you get. But it's different bike riding. It's a different bike. You put two guys, you put a Pete Pinsayers and Lon Haldeman on a tandem, And, that, and that's really what it comes down to. And I know I'm going to get it, and I know I'm going to hear about it, and that's fine with me. Well, let's kind of shift gears here. All right, let's right? go to <laughs>
1: something more positive and fun, because really it's a great race. And I want to float a rumor out there, because okay. uh, I got contacted yesterday by one Sarah Cooper, who
0: is I- I've heard kind of her.
1: 50-50 right now, but she's talking about going out and doing the 24. I said she needed to do it on her fat bike. <laughs> the scary thing is she'd probably still put up big miles. Uh, Sarah's awesome. I mean, obviously,
2: uh, what a talented woman. She's just destroyed the ultra community, right and left racing, um, finished her first Ram. Um, you know, I think it ran into some things I'm sure she didn't want to experience just physically and stuff, but still had a great ride. Um, God, I hope she shows up. I mean, I, 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 love seeing racing. I mean, I love bike racing and, Sarah is the absolute epitome of racing. You know, she's not out there just to ride her bike around in circles. She wants to win. Not only does she want to, but can beat the boys, um, which is even better. Like, it, I love seeing that. I mean, Raw was amazing. <laughs> now, fat bikes, diamond frame. <laughs> hey, you know what? If she could put those miles up on a,
1: on a diamond frame fat bike, hell, I'll give it to her. <laughs> So anything kind of special about this year that you're looking at doing or Um, how can people
2: follow along? So basically what we'll have the live tracking or sorry, the the live results again Um, will be run. You know, everything is updated literally to the minute. We have one when we switch from long course to short course. We have a couple minutes in there where our timer has to make some adjustments. Just it's computer stuff. I don't touch it. I let the timer deal with that. Amanda will be our doing our timing again. Um she's great at it and uh it's very intense, but um so that's the best way to follow on. The cool thing about that system is you can comment to the racers and you can go back and see those comments. Nice. A lot of times the people in the pit are hanging out, they're watching, they're sharing that information with their riders. Um the pit is great like it it's really I mean, the bike racers are out racing and the pits having fun, <laughs> you know, and, it, and that's what we want it to be. Um, so, you know, not a whole lot changed this year. Uh, it'll be very similar to last year. Um, we hope we get a little bit more going on, bigger and better every year. Um, so really, we're just kind of getting all of the final pieces into place for it right now.
1: Now, what I love about the Ram finish is you've got Facebook Live going, as well as other forms of being able to watch. Is there going to be anything like that going on? Yeah, at the world. So, what we'll do? Um, obviously,
2: we do our best to get our our media people out there. Um, Vic Armijo, um, as many people know, who do he does ninety percent of our Facebook work. He's he's magical. Um, he will be out there doing what he does fo- photos writing doing as much up-to-date stuff as he can and quite often it's really hard to to churn stuff out while races are going on We'll we do what we can but he generally goes back and recaps all that stuff so okay so even after the 24 hours is up for weeks we'll have stories coming out about the race and what's going on um, we will attempt to do uh, Facebook live that's opened up some really cool stuff for us um, hopefully we at least get the three starts live um and then the
1: finish, because that's pretty fun because everybody kind of comes in all at once. Um and if I'm announcing I need to be sure not to uh play any music that gets us kicked off. <laughs> right, right. And so if all the cards fall where they
2: should, uh we hope you're out there with us. So I'm certainly hoping to be um it you know, it it really we want it to be a bike race that's really freaking fun um, we want it to be um, a bike race party if you will um, one of the greatest events I ever participated in was 24 hours in Moab and part of the reason it was fun was you had the 300 racers out there but out in the parking lot if you will is a giant uh, desert field thousands of people were there just hanging out it's kind of felt like a Grateful Dead concert for bikes and it really was awesome like the the whole vibe people just came to hang out and be part of it and the bike racing was not secondary because that's why everyone was there but it provided a whole different level of fun for the event and um
1: that's where we want to get to i mean we're So you've really got a i mean it's a championship but it's a great way to wrap up the season
2: yeah i mean and that's why it's placed where it is we really want it to be for most people a season-ending race to go into the winter you know the California folks are lucky they get to ride all year but you know it's kind of a season-ending wrap-up race for most people and we want it to be that we you know we're hoping in the future could be next year could be the year after we're hoping that more and it becomes more and more of a festival like party around the bike race so you know the city is supportive of it which is great um, so what we hope is we get a great field 200 200 plus riders you know, plus their crews, which usually means another two to 300 people out there helping and supporting, and even just people coming down there to hang out. So um, we'll see where that leads us in the future.
1: What's kind of the crowd
2: size in the pit area? Oh, it's easily a couple hundred people. It's almost one crew per racer. So it'll be a couple hundred people hanging out. And it's fun because obviously they're focused on the racer and taking care of their racers, and that, as well they should be. But you know, while they're out doing the longer loop, that longer loops 45 minutes to an hour. So there's still a lot of interaction between them. And not only that, as you're well aware, the ultra cycling family, if you will, is pretty big and extensive. And a lot of these people know each other anyway. So, um, you know, certainly a lot of the Ram racers are, if not friends, certainly acquaintances. And so it's cool. Not only do they help each other in the pits Um, they hang out, they talk, they're, you know, they're having a good time. We've seen people dress up, you know, we've seen people dance. We've, you know, seen people like crawl over to their cot and go to sleep.
1: (laughs) It is only a week from Halloween. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So you
2: never know what might happen there. So yeah, I mean, it's a pretty
1: festive time. Now, this is going to be kind of interesting for me because I'm covering opening day for a couple of skiers in Colorado (laughs) and then being able to go to a big bike race at the end. Yeah. I mean, and it's fun
2: and, and, you know, it, it's good. Uh, you know, again, our objective is to provide a great platform for racing, um, but also get that and share that experience with as many media people as we can, um, So we want to share, you know, whether it's through social media, our press releases, whatever, we want the world to know um, what's going on and that it that is fun racing, you know, just because you jump on a bike for six or 12 or 24 hours, you're not crazy, you know, I mean, these guys are and women, absolutely legit bike racers. I mean, we're not talking people just riding around in circles. I mean, they're put up 550 miles last year. I mean, and Perez and Balo were both 505, 515, something like that. I mean, these guys are strong and they're fast. And you know, I know Shauna's put up big numbers. Sarah comes out. We certainly she was the first person, first person, male or female, to break 400 at uh, uh, Texas time trials. Wow! And she put up I think 425. So and I think Hoppo's numbers now, granted, he rode in some pretty atrocious conditions. I mean he was at three ninety five, I think. So really, I mean that's we want to see great racing and we wanna see a good time. Dates again? It is November 3rd and 4th, which should be a Friday and Saturday. And so we start, uh, the 24 hour racers on a Friday evening. Um, I think right now it's six, we might bump that up to w- bump it up one hour. We'll make that decision the next week. So everyone's aware of it. Um, and then, the uh, 12 and 24, will start, you know, the proper hours afterwards on Saturday. So everyone finishes at the same time on Saturday, which is super fun. I mean, that's really fun. Um, to see everyone kind of all come together at the end, and then uh,
1: do you have a dinner and awards right then, or do you have it in the morning? Nope, we do. We do immediately
2: afterwards. We'll do awards podiums, and we don't do food. It, it's really difficult in Borrego. Unfortunately, our our resources there are kind of limited. We're working on solving that. We absolutely will have beer wine water sodas um boulder beer
1: has stepped 24 hours of writing and no food and oh my god
2: (laughs) (laughs) i know i know we're trying to fix that and it may be fixed we're just not sure right now we don't think there will be food out there but i was just um, thinking
1: no food but a lot of alcohol oh yes but
2: (laughs) and you know and boulder beer is great to us so uh please dive in and you know drink it we can't drink it all we'll try but uh, even after that, we still have about four or five hours worth of breakdown after.
1: So, <laughs> so what do you do when uh, Worlds is over? Um, you got a nice big – is that sort of a little bit of a break time for you, or are you right into RAM again?
2: No, not really. I mean, our breaks throughout the year are minimal at best. I mean, we really – because you're rolling event to event, and there's always something to be done. So we'll come back from WTTC. You know, I mean, we'll literally, we're done, we'll be done breaking down everything by about midnight Saturday. We'll be on the road 6 a.m. on Sunday back to Colorado. Um, and then, you know, we kind of, it takes us a few days to kind of get everything back together. And at that point, we spend, you know, a week cleaning equipment, sorting stuff out, and getting, getting prepared. And then, really, you're bouncing, you know, we're bouncing right into RAM i mean ram doesn't ever stop for us right i mean we're already working on 19 and 20 and we haven't even got to 18 yet so um yeah we're right back at it and um again hoping to put on an amazing ram race next year i mean it's that's such a fun event to do different so different but very fun
1: we're kind of kicking off ram radio here to conclude and i think instead of really focusing on ram entrance right now we're gonna be focusing in on people who've signed up for wttc yeah yeah and so yeah and and wttc like i said so far the field
2: is super talented i mean it it's great and what i like about wttc too is there's a lot of old familiar faces um that it's great to see them um But what is also great is to see a lot of new faces that we don't know who they are, especially when, like, when Dana Scriver showed up a couple years ago and logged 145 miles in six hours, we were like, who is this guy, you know? Um, And it was great, you know, Andrew Danley, always fun to watch. Nate Simpson, one of his training partners, always fun to watch. Um, You also never know when an Adam Bickett pops up, Um, you know? And again, the 24-hour field... You know, I don't think Andrew Willis is going to be there this year, and he's uh, racing uh, No Country for Old Men. But, again, you, it, it's great to see these people, old faces, new faces. Um, you know, the, the the Brits have some ridiculous time trialers, and we're starting to see more and more of them come over. Um, Stuart Burney came over a few years ago and blew us all away. Um, you know, again, Hoppo is always up there with the best of the best. So it's um, – that is that. That's and what we want to see is a more people racing ultimately. Yeah. So November third and fourth, where yeah. do people go to register? You can go to 24 dot Awesome, Rick Bothling. Thanks. Anything else to add? Uh, nope. Thank you for everything you do, George. It's a pleasant to uh, have you back in our offices now. And it's good uh, to be here, hopefully, we
1: do a bunch of this. All right. Thanks for joining us on uh, Facebook Live and Ram Radio. Thank you, and thanks everyone.